0: What's up, Gasol Education Nation? Today's episode is brought to you by The Payday Practice and our good friends Jeff Langmaid and Jason Deech.
1: So how would Seth Gooden, Gary Vee, and Tim Ferriss create a chiropractic practice? The answer is in this book right here. So our good friends Jeff Langmange and Jason Deitch, uh, they created the payday practice to basically show you how you cover your monthly expenses in one day every month. Guaranteed, generating monthly recurring revenue in your practice can create financial freedom, eliminate chronic financial stress, and turn the first day of each month from, damn, it's
0: time to start over, to payday. Get a free copy today at www.thepaydaypractice.com. The Payday Practice will show you the exact step-by-step process that you can use to generate monthly recurring revenue in your practice. Get your free copy today at www.thepaydaypractice.com.
1: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gasol Education Show. Uh, today we are in the newest addition to our favorite office in the country, Brett Arise. And so, well, our second favorite office, in the well, world. that's true. I mean, okay, Winchester for it, I understand, <laughs> other than ours, that was inherited. But uh, the newest addition is this insane simulator. I mean, how freaking cool is this? So, uh, we thought this would be a perfect setting for our next guest. So, we have the mobility chick herself, uh, Tracy Hayes. Uh, I mean, what a an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, you and Brett have connected a lot recently because uh, you're in the process of, of writing a book. Uh, you're in the process of basically explaining all the stuff that you wish you would have known with baseball in this book. And so, I guess to start off with, uh, Tracy, you're known for working with uh, professional baseball. I mean, that is kind of your your mo. How did it all happen? How did you get to the point that you are right now working with so many Major League Baseball players?
2: That's a great question. First, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Love connecting with Brett. However long it Ben and it's just evolved into really cool things. So I'm really happy to be here, especially with the simulator. Yes. I'm wondering, after do we get to play? Absolutely. You know, get to see my swing. Before you walked in,
0: we already played. It wasn't ready.
2: <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, well, I get, I, I'm the queen of tangents, so I go on like 87 tangents, but they all eventually come back to the point that I was trying to tell, so hopefully just you know, reel me in if I start going off any of those.
1: Oh, we'll give you the buzzer. It'll be fine. Honestly,
2: I'm totally fine. Nearby. If I get three, then there's the eject seat, right? Uh, okay, so working with pro baseball, so many, many years ago... Um, I studied neuroscience and cognitive science. I've, I worked with, I had a wellness business and fitness business in Chicago. And then I ended up meeting a minor league baseball player who I ended up marrying, which is kind of funny. And I saw his off-season workout, off-season workouts. And at the time, and this is like 15, 16, however many years ago, it was just strength stuff. And there wasn't uh, stability. There wasn't a ton of core. It was just, yeah, machines and weights. and. So I started working with him and kind of adapting his program in his off season. And then because I've lived, you know, I'm considered a baseball wife and I mean, like low, (laughs) low, wicked low on the totem pole, minor league, retired minor league baseball wife. So very low on the totem pole. But there's definitely a lifestyle of what it's like to be a baseball wife, Uh, you know, knowing what it's like for a guy to have a, a, can I allow to swear on this one? A crappy, a shitty game. And I just start whipping out a whole bunch of swears, right? Wow. Um, And so living on the inside and seeing what it's like to see a guy struggle or see what it's like when he's doing well. Um, Moving, I think we moved 40 times in six years and just all of that kind of being on the inside, I have a better understanding of what it's like to to live that life. And there isn't anybody who's lived it, who does what I do. And everybody else, there's amazingly talented, but there is something to say about kind of being on the inside a little bit to understand also the privacy of the baseball life. So anyway, fast forward a bunch of years, COVID hits, I have four kids and I'm, I have a really strong intuition so I get little messages, so if you're on video, I get messages from over here. And then my yes place is over here, this is actually true, and my clients think it's, so here's a tangent. So I do a 12-week off-season off mobility series, and that's this is what kind of started me into working with uh, a bunch of players and teams, and this year I'm doing live Zooms one day a week where I add supplementary exercises and drills, and then guys have an opportunity for me to check their form, check in, ask questions. <clears throat> and a couple new clients were on the Zoom this past week, and I just kinda, I forgot that they were new, and I just kinda went silent, and kinda started looking off to the side, and then, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And they're looking at me smiling like, what the heck? You know, they're new clients, is she crazy? And they said, oh, I forgot to tell you, I very much work for my intuition and I get messages. And over the past couple of years, I've really listened to what those messages are. And every single time I listen to the message and confirm with my yes place. And it's, has, it always steers me not only right and well, but like unbelievably well. So I explained to these guys, and this is again, tangent side number 47, uh, I don't necessarily n- always know exactly what's going on with somebody, but as you know, as providers, there's you have the experience and the knowledge, but then your intuition is kind of what brings it all together. When I hear something, I might say, okay, uh, you, I'm hearing this particular drill for you, and this particular drill for you, and they go off and do it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so much better. And it's just from you know listening to these little messages. Um, anyway, so bringing it back to how I got into baseball, uh, Hopefully I answered that question, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're at the end of, what, two full days of DNS training, so my oh, brain yeah. is pretty much fried right now. It's, it's soup,
1: for sure. So then uh, how about, uh, I mean, obviously you explain, you've explain you lived it, working or marrying a minor league baseball player, and then you start having some of these players. Like how, uh, I guess the question that all of our listeners ask Brett, they ask people like that is, how do you maintain that prestige, or how do you get more players? How do you work with the major league baseball player in general?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I feel like because I'm am newer on the scene, people, it takes a lot, as you know, to get into to have the trust of pro baseball. And I've honestly busted my ass more than I ever have in my entire life to show that I, I can help. I don't even know what your question just was.
1: Yeah. How, how do you continue to
2: oh, work how do with continue, baseball? Okay, yeah. great, thank you. How do you, you get the buy-in? Yeah. yeah. How,
0: what's the...
2: I pay them. I'm just like, can you just work with me, please? I beg a lot. Uh, You know, what's interesting is it started out first with wives. So the wives always know better, as you know. And I just said, hey, I'm putting this program together with all of these different methodologies built in. You know, I've seen it work. Do you guys want to, you know, join in? And my first one was three years ago. And it was a handful of guys. And I think like half of them are still back with me, which is really amazing. And they're all really great guys. So the buy it, it, it's all word of mouth and social media uh, and basically guys who do the program. Like one of the guys who works here at Arise, uh, Mason, one of my clients from a couple years ago, messaged me last night and said, hey, there's a guy here, Mason. He was my trainer while I was doing your mobility series and he recognized you. So I think last year he was this client's trainer this guy Mason uh, was writing programs around my mobility series so he the client of mine it could integrate really well And so now Mason has seen what the mobility is like and guys when they're doing it on you know at the stadium and for warm-ups and whatnot other guys see it and seeing the progress I mean I so I had stats run after the very first mobility series and hopefully I can remember them (sighs) Uh, so we took the stats from the mobility series or from the guys 21 season after the mobility series the first one and here's what we saw guys were I think their home run rate increased by 80% uh, lowered on average their era by 0.6 or something like that their uh, k per nine rate got better a hundred percent of guys their home run rate increased and it's something like doubled for some of them and injury rates went down a bunch of stuff the so, breast
0: smelled better they made more money I mean
2: it 100% <laughs> so basically having those stats to show that that has kind yeah, of has like better. created some of that buy in that was a really long answer, kind of just, like, you just...
0: Perfect. So what do you think, you, you know, you kind of said originally that, uh, you know, people were in the gym, baseball players were doing that model. So what do you think has also been, like, the missing link in treatment of the baseball player? Like, what what is... Why have you been on this crusade to change what is going on in Major League Baseball, I guess?
2: That's a great question. It's almost like I queued you up for that one, right? Uh, or teed you up? <laughs> right. Uh, so, right, I feel like... Teams train mobility, they cha- they train strength, they train stability. What I don't think, at least what I've seen so far, is they're not... An- they're not taking it back all the way to the fundamentals to really ensure a guy can even handle the loaded stuff that they're doing, number one. And number two is what I call no energy leaks through transitional movements. So to kind of bring it down a little more concisely, uh, train the transitions. You can be really strong in point A of, even if we're talking about on-field performance, uh, pitching, right? You could be really strong in the position A and really strong in position B, but what happens between A and B is crucial to what the output is gonna be and what power and uh, control and everything else, but also health of the player. So I see tons of people on social media where they're doing these really cool, amazing exercises but I see just all these energy leaks happening when they're in between the movements. So I think what I believe is I haven't seen people training the transitions and training the no energy leaks through transitional movements, training the deep foundational stuff, like the super basic stuff that everyone assumes that these pro guys have, but in my experience, it's uh, yours I'm sure yours as well you see like hold on a second before you even do this loaded exercise that's fancy over here take it back like 27 steps and just show me you can do this particular position so I think just really intentional awareness of deep foundation and stability and then transitional work is I think what's lacking at least in my opinion observation and uh, that's what I do
0: so you decided to write a book. I decided to write a book. So what made you decide to write a book? What's going to be encompassed in the book? And uh, yeah, expand on that for us. Question
2: mark. All right. So I, earlier in this year, I have four kids. They're young. They play sports. And as we travel different cities, you see different teams and how they're doing the warm-ups. And I was seeing different warm-ups and I've kind of cringe in the stands. But I'm not, I'm not a Karen, no offense to people who are named Karen, uh, but you know, I'm not one of those people who would get up out of the stand and say, you know what, I think that actually is going to hurt you. You should probably do this, this, or this. So instead of going to the coaches, I tweet the CEO of Little League one night in March or April, and it was like 8.30 p.m. or on a Thursday, and I said, hey, I've made it my mission to revamp the youth mobility standards. Uh, in, and let's start with Little League, because if there's going to be a change, it has to be a global massive change, not just one Little League group here and one here, it has to be something just with an organization that has millions of people who want to help players. So I tweet and said what I did, and the next morning I woke up and there was a DM from the CEO of Little League, said, hey, I'm interested in what you've got. Great. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put this youth mobility warm-up together that's just, you know, a little bit upgraded to what they already have. And then as I was sitting there putting together the warm-up, I thought, you know what? I have this really amazing opportunity right now. I have the attention of the CEO of the largest organization, Youth Sports. There's actually some other standards that I feel like could be beneficial to add. So over the next 48 hours, I assembled a team of some of the best experts in certain key standards in baseball and put together a 25-page research backed data driven proposal to Steve Keener uh, Little League of here's what I think not only uh mobility and warm ups but then you know coaches standards and strength and headspace and resources for parents and a whole bunch I think there were nine standards nutrition yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't actually know if that's in there, but it is hugely important, and okay. I could talk about that for a yeah. long time. Sleep and so I put that together, sent it off, and as we were kind of just hanging out, I don't know what. Uh, Alan Jagger of J Bands, he is on my little advisory board for the Youth Standards, and he said, "Hey, you know, you should just you should just put that in a book. Just slap on an intro, slap on a conclusion, boom, you got a book." All right, that sounds like a good idea. I'm not one of those people that can just do that. I have to, you know, kind of like type A. So, it's turned into a 8-month process of a book called Shit About Movement You Should Know. Tagline might be a holistic approach to improving on-field performance on or off the field, something something like that. But it's definitely Shit About Movement You Should Know. And ironically, or coincidentally, uh, one of the authors is also in the room. I decided to make it a a book, a contribution book or a, a collaborative book. And the reason being is I feel like most parents and coaches don't have the understanding of most of the anatomical language and medical speak that you hear in pro baseball that we have the the luxury, I don't know because we do the, the, the work, but we have the ability to have access to all of these amazing programs that the athletes are getting. Why can't we get it into youth? So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write it in non-technical terms. That's why the, the title is shit about movement, you should know. <laughs> And as I was thinking about it, I I wanted to make it accessible also for coaches and trainers and people who do know what they're talking about but want to find a way to apply it with either their own clients but also within youth. So I decided to bring on some really brilliant collaborators who could then do all the really smart talk. (laughs) So I can just say, hey, if your shit's out of whack, here's some things that are gonna be out of whack, let me have Brett Winchester explain what's going on. So there, I don't know how many contributors there are, but uh, maybe five, I don't know, that touch on different points of shit about movement you should know that are gonna be beneficial for everybody from youth parents coaches to all the way up to pro and trainers and strength coaches and uh, trainers in the gym and even if you don't work with athletes it's just there's certain things like i I think one title or one chapter is called uh, shit that makes me cringe when I see forward head absolutely makes me cringe or when somebody's doing a lift and they've got this you know like little turtleneck and it, it goes forward just why doesn't anybody know not you know how detrimental that is and just not to do it so anyway, so the book is a collaborative effort where I bring in. He say snapping. Yeah. Not, don't say that part. Cut that out. No. Yeah. Uh, where you just learn about some things that are going to make you better and keep people, especially young people and athletes, healthier than they are. And I can. I, I started. I was going to go yeah, off on a, a tangent. No, that's that's awesome. perfect. Well, oh. and
1: then uh, let's maybe. Expand on that. So, Brett, what is your contribution to the book? I mean, obviously, you're going to give DNS's perspective on on mm-hmm. baseball. So, what are some of the things that you're touching on, and and what are the things that uh, you think is important for for this crusade? I mean, obviously,
0: you know, one of the epidemic problems in baseball is obviously the UCL rupture, and uh, which usually culminates in Tommy John surgery. So, you know, that's what people want to hear about typically. So, uh, part of my chapter deals with like the biomechanical flaws in pitching and throwing that we see. You know, what we kind of think from a DNS perse- perspective is. Basically leading to that injury, um, there is so much in DNS that would benefit you know baseball. We talked literally for the last two days about the ipsilateral pattern that we utilize with uh, with hitting, throwing, and uh, so I mean I think you know I'm hitting on those points I think if I had to pick one thing that I would love every professional baseball team to kind of grasp on that I think is just missing is to truly understand what intraabdominal pressure generation actually means how to assess for it how to treat it how we train it what it looks like in the rehab setting the training room what it looks like in the performance setting and then what it looks like out on the you know the batter's box or on the pitcher's mound and I feel like if And I mean, this has been a struggle of mine for a long time is like, just to get all everybody on board, you know, on what this exactly means and all those different facets of the baseball player. It's a big ask, but um, I think that's that's really important. And then there's so much, and oh, by the way, there's so many like magical DNS exercises like we've learned the last two days that like, I just feel like DNS at times is the best kept secret that no one really knows about. And it's like, Uh, I don't know why that is, but I mean, like, there's so many exercises that if you just took away, like, you know, these three exercises for scapular stabilization, for example, it would change your career from a treatment standpoint. So um, it's basically uh, pages that are dealing with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think it's it's always understated, but a big uh, principle of DNS is, like, being able to watch human movement. And through a DNS lens, see you know what's wrong from a joint centration standpoint, and know why that athlete is potentially susceptible to an injury. It's beautiful. Yep. Can I put you on the spot, Tracy?
2: Oh crap! I'm sweating already. Okay, go for so it.
0: you've had two days of DNS,
1: yeah. and uh, is there anything that maybe uh, not necessarily just change your mind or anything like that, but something that maybe has sparked anything in the last two days that you're really kind of contemplating, or uh, things that you're you're wanting to learn a little bit more about just from sitting through through the last two days of DNS. As it relates to baseball.
2: As it relates to baseball. Yeah. What's really cool, first of all, I actually didn't know what Brett's chapter was about. And I on on purpose, so thanks for spoiling it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh I just want to touch on that just for a second. A huge part of the my book is living in your authenticity and kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and sharing your truths. So any of the contributing authors I'm sure you remember one of the things he said, well, what do you want me to write about? And I said, I wanna know if you could share one thing, anything with an audience that maybe you haven't shared in the past, but you just wish they would know. And it's 100% authentic to you that when you write it, it's it's coming from your yes place. That's what I wanna know. So I didn't even know what you were gonna write about. I mean, obviously DNS would be, you know, it's not like you're gonna go write on cheerleading or something <laughs> like that, like maybe, who knows? Well. <laughs> uh, I know, I've, I've seen some of these podcasts. Uh, but so I'm super excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. that. Is that actually what your chapter's about? Yeah. Shit, yep. it's not yep. going to fit. Sorry, yeah. you're out. Which <laughs> uh, I'm really excited <laughs> I about. I not to be a part of it anyways. <laughs> I know, you're like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, that I'm excited to hear about it, because I'm, I'm just about done, and it really is. I already have the intro to your chapter, and that really is going to just fit right in really perfectly and seamlessly. So thank you for writing that.
0: Yeah, I think like in the in the professional baseball world, I mean, you have uh, obviously, PRI is a player. So, you know, we have our friends, Ben Hagar and others, uh, Andrew Hauser, who, um, you He's know, also they, on the book. Yeah. They definitely, I mean, you know, we have a great relationship with them. So, I think it's very healthy for all of us to hear different ideas and concepts from different systems, uh, how it plugs into what we're doing. And then, at the end of the day, like, when we can integrate all these things together, usually everyone benefits from that. And I think that's that sounds like what the book is trying to capture.
2: That's what I'm hoping, In- and I you know have training. I'm not an expert in any of the modalities. and honestly, as you know, the more the more you learn, the more you realize shit I know nothing right And but I feel like the more I learn about different systems, they're all connected as you know. There's pieces of all of them kind of explained in a different way and it's kind of like if you pick up any of them, you're better off than not picking up you know and then picking up nothing. And the, so to answer your question, I feel like a lot of what I do, because it's based on, you know, stabilizers and foundational stuff, what's been really cool this weekend is working, you know, at one in the morning in my living room with, oh, uh, my my intuition telling me to put my body in a particular position. I wonder if this does this. I wonder if this does that. I've had times where it's like one o'clock in the morning and i do you know like erir test on myself i'm like in my pajamas i'm like oh i'll just film this so i don't forget it tomorrow what's <laughs> the head knocking no, just, i don't sleep we you were drinking wine
0: in. out on the patio right yeah <laughs> did i did oh we're just I'm just messing you.
2: Messing me? yeah <laughs> honestly people get texts from me like I, I have probably texted you, and I don't realize what time it is because I don't sleep. I have four kids, and I the only time to work is after they go to sleep. So it's like two, three o'clock in the morning, and I'm you know in my living room just testing my range of motion, my shoulder. And I think, I wonder if I take this side plank and I kind of regress it a little. And I wonder if I, you know, press through the floor and I do this. And I, what if I curl into here and I breathe? I wonder if it's going to change my range of motion. So I'll do the exercise and then I test it. I'm like, holy shit, it actually changed. So then I'll go on Instagram at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, any clients, are you awake? If I send you a drill right now, will you test it for me? You have to video this, what you do. And you know, half a dozen guys, right? Yeah, I'm awake because they're in California,
0: right? <laughs> they're baseball players. Baseball, <laughs> like, right? It's, yeah. we, they're yeah. playing Call
1: of Duty or something <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, right? It's I'm surprised actually how many players play video games and whatnot. But anyway, digress. Uh, so, I've it's been exciting to me and kind of confirming. For me to see some of the stuff that I've just come up with in the middle of the night I'm seeing in DNS with slightly different approaches and principles That are integrated Like I don't even know the name of the one that we just did the, the, the side Kind of the modified side plank one that you rotate yeah. That's the one that I, 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 I have proof but I've never really gone to see that drill before. It's just, okay, I wonder how creating expansion and compression, if I breathe into this and that. So today, when I saw it, I thought, wow, that's really cool. I have something like that. And it just makes me excited to see the stuff that I already have. Because I do a lot of developmental kinesiology positions in my mobility series and with my clients, but not quite in the way that is the DNS way, you know, in the, the three-month position and the four and the, all... I don't do that, but I'm excited to be able to integrate those. And I'm excited to see how it integrates and further strengthens what I'm already doing. It's, right. I, it's I do PRI, uh, lit. There's some FRC in there. I've p- published a Pilates manual years ago. So I Pilates is a really huge basis, but not the like pull your stomach, your belly button to the spine kind of Pilates, but more, uh, opposition and expansion and just amazingness really mobility
0: peripheral mobility
2: yeah you, you say all the big words I'll just say the you know the, <laughs>
0: what about uh what's your in game so like if, if this whole movement that you're on if this were all to continue to go in the direction that it's going what is like the thing that you're not really talking about like what is your greatest like what's the biggest goal that could possibly happen
2: you know I not too long ago Three o'clock. This is uh, it's funny. This actually happened on a day that I pulled up DNS. So I'm in North Carolina this summer and on the beach with my kids, family vacation before school starts, and it's three o'clock in the morning. And I wake up. I'm like, what the frick am I going to do at three o'clock in the morning? Well, maybe I'll just do some drills. And, you know, because I honestly really get good <laughs> ideas in the middle of the night. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to pull up the DNS app. So I pull up the DNS app, and there was some exercise where you you started to show us today where you're kind of next to a table, and you have a leg up, and there's something going on. DNS hanging. DNS hanging.
1: Hanging? Yeah, Yeah. hanging.
2: Hanging? Hanging stance. Yeah, DNS hanging stance. Oh, but it's not actually hanging, but it's you're standing next to a table? Yep. Okay, now I know what it is. All right, bookmark that. So I did that, and it was unbelievable to see how much it integrated that I wasn't integrating. And I'm already hyper aware of intentional movement and intention and awareness in your body. Like it's insane how much I, I'm not cue, but uh, help clients understand their bodies to become aware. But the DNS was a whole other component of it. And that actually made me sleepy. So as I was going to sleep, I thought, you know what, as cool as it is and how grateful and humbled I am to have had the opportunity to to work with as many players and teams that I have and coaches from teams, really, if I was being honest with myself, youth is really what's most important. And because I have little kids, those are the kids that that's what it's for. I feel like I have the the pro experience and credibility, and I'm still new on the scene, and I recognize that, you know, it's like you got to earn your keep in a sense. I have that credibility to be able to give that trust to parents and younger uh, coaches to, to change things. So my biggest goal is to really help youth, and that goes all the way basically any anybody who's non-pro understand proper movement and proper stability and foundational movement patterns and uh, you know efficient motor control and and all of these really important fundamentals that need to happen because I think a lot of people especially now most of the younger clients that I see come in with ridiculously out of whack so compensation pattern, layered upon layer upon layer, and I think the parents and the coaches don't necessarily realize how terrible and detrimental it is, and how it can really lead to really terrible outcomes. You know, injury and surgery, but a kid, you know, not being able to live up to his full potential because he had these limitations and these compensations that nobody knew about. You know, even thinking about all the stuff, the DNS patterns uh, that we've learned so far this weekend, I think back to my kids, like, oh, one kid started walking at 10. That's probably why his, he's got wing scapula and, you know, flared rib cage. And, you know, he has me as a mom. And So my big end goal, number one, I have one goal is I wanted to have an ESPN feature. That, that, that's one goal because, you know, you got to have some fun yeah, ones like that. Um, but then the biggest goal is to create global change in the way youth and movement is happening right now because it's got to happen somehow. And I feel like, and I'll get teary-eyed, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, what's the word, uh, empath, there's the word, where I feel like there's lots of guys who are doing something like this, and there's men and women, but I feel like as a mama bear, I feel like people listen to mama bear, and if mama bear has the background and the credibility, I'm hoping that it actually drives change. So my biggest goal in it is to create that change within youth, so then when they get to us and the pros, we're not trying to undo all the shit from the last 20 years because they already know how to do you know, a proper half kneel and proper hinge and you know, the, their head is in line and they have the, the core stability and, and we don't have to undo a bunch of shit and it's gonna keep kids healthier and happier and being able to live up to their potential and whatever that means for them. Mm. So that's my big goal. Love
1: it. Well, I think we had a good example of that today in the course. We had a, a young baseball player. I don't remember how old he was. I don't know. 15, he, maybe? 15, yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a pain, uh, you know, syndrome, no no symptoms at all. He, You would ask him if he had any symptoms in the past. Nothing really, nothing really. But we uncovered a lot of shit. A lot You're, of shit. A lot of shit. And so I think that's a great uh, kind of tie-in of – how we can utilize some of these things that you're talking about, Brett, we teach about all the time of like, you just because your patients or your youth clients don't have symptoms doesn't mean you can't assess them really well and work on things that are really important.
2: That's exactly right. And the very awesome kid who came in today to have 50 people staring at him, right? I give him a lot of credit, I got to say, because there's no way I would have ever done that. Uh, But then, and I'm grateful that he did, but I got to say, the the majority of younger players, I see like that. It's like out of my wheelhouse. They're so out of whack. I know I am not the person to be able to treat them. So that's actually, I think I ended up how I got connected to you and and Andrew is because I know when I can't do something and when it's out of my scope. So I've connected with uh, people like you to, to take that on. So Yeah, the majority, not the majority, I've seen lots and lots like we saw today. Major shit out of whack. And my goal is to get everybody back in whack.
0: My goal is to, when somebody doesn't have pain, like to be able to do a really good, honest assessment on the athlete or the patient. And like, uh, I mean, not just with him, but with like all of us, like you can really learn a lot about somebody if you have the right objective criteria that you're looking for, right? And a lot of times by the time somebody is, you know, by the time their shoulder elbow's barking, a lot of times it's too late. So the hard part is to have the conviction to actually confirm somebody on to address it just like if your car is running perfectly right now you don't just rush off and have three people give you opinion and say hey I need someone else to tell me my car is still running fine like usually people it's just human nature you wait for something to be wrong before you get attention so like I think one of the hardest things we we all have to do is to be able to like convince people that it is actually normal and okay to get assessed to see like what needs to be working on and then on top of that to then say the right things to get them bought in because yeah. it's one thing if you know it's another thing to get the people around you that are also bought into what you're trying to, to do to them and maybe not use
1: scare tactics to say that hey you're broken you need fixing or anything like that no, but you, you can say, it in a yeah. way that that matters to the people to say hey like you have you, you use the word potential earlier of like you have potential lingering here so let's work on those things let's see what's possible i think that's one of your things of let's see what's possible for chiropractors but let's see what's possible for our patients as well you know like if if we can work on these things, like what's possible for maybe a mediocre teenager to to turn into a major leaguer, to you know to, to to turn into something great.
0: Well, I mean, I think you have your your superstars, like they, you know, the people that you you know what you watch on TV in Major League Baseball. Like a lot of these kids, we also watch them in the Little League World Series. Like they just came out of the womb, and they're they're on the path to be a great baseball player. There's another group of people that potentially could be the person that we saw today, or others that they just need a nudge. They need a nudge, like they need a nudge, maybe like a, a small little change in their body. Maybe it's intra-abdominal pressure. Sometimes, honestly, it's just confidence. I mean, baseball, whether it's hitting or pitching, it's all timing. So if one of us has the ability to look at something and say, "Hey, you're just a little bit off in this, you know, component of your hitting or pitching," and then all of a sudden, it's like Sandy Koufax, for example. He was a, what we'd call a late bloomer. Eventually, Something clicked in his brain, and then once it clicked, look out. So, like, we're looking for this click point or this inflection point to where, like, you have that moment. Some people never get it. But, like, sometimes, like, if you, um, you could be the one that could do this for this athlete. I got a sneaky suspicion that most of us can be, you know, really good at something in our life or, or in our world if we want to be. Like, if you just have the right direction. And uh, and a lot of times, unfortunately, people never find that in life. So, like, we can be there. We're talking about baseball now. To see, like, you know, if we go, if we put all our chips in here, like, what's actually possible? Could you could you get a Division One scholarship? Can you play Major League Baseball? and And there's another path to get there, and sometimes we can be responsible for that.
2: Yeah, uh, you made me think of something while you were talking, what the heck was it? (laughs) Uh, I know, something about, oh, so being able to present what's possible. Right to show that hey there you may have some limitations or compensations or just some strategies that your body's really smart at finding a way to work with so it may not you may not have pains you know you're not going because just because you don't have pain doesn't mean that there's anything that there's nothing wrong right. and be, because at, le- at least in baseball uh, there's so much what's the stress you know repetitive stress and the I, I'm, you know, I should like cut, rewind, try that again. <laughs> think my, mouth, my brain suddenly went into uh, whatever. I can't speak right now. Let's try this again. Take two. All right. So basically if we could get kids sooner to just give them a couple tools, doesn't have to be this crazy full on, you know, adjustment of their entire lifestyle. Although I would love that because that would be amazing. And imagine what people could accomplish if they did have that 100% all in, really doing their drills and being mindful. Imagine what's possible. If we're gonna work our way back from there, just an improvement in anything, this is anything in life, really. An improvement in anything is an improvement of everything in your life. Everything levels up. If you level up in one thing in your life, everything else goes with it. So from athlete's perspective and movement and you know, instability and compensations, if we could get a kid early and just give them a couple ideas of how to do it more efficiently and better and more structurally efficient, it sends them off on this completely different trajectory that could be the difference of them getting hurt or dropping out of sports or going on to get a D1 scholarship and and getting signed. You know, there are these amazing athletes that you see in the Little League World Series and they go on, it's like, okay, you knew that kid was gonna be in the big leagues, but not always, Mm. right? A lot of them aren't that. So if we could set up these kids to just, A just not get injured but how many kids actually would be good enough to get signed or you know get drafted or get signed draft same thing but I meant college right go to college on a scholarship or play pro if they had the tools much earlier on right there's two train tracks
0: I think, too. I mean, the other problem I see right now in youth baseball, because my son's in youth baseball, is there is too many kids right now not enjoying baseball. No. Like baseball. Oh, don't so, get started. Um, and one of our, yeah. one of our friends, uh, Mike Matheny, uh, he always said the problem with baseball right now is kids only play baseball with uniforms on. So like when I was a kid, you know, we would go out, we would play hotbox, we'd me. play wiffle ball, we'd, we'd make up games with a tennis racket, but we were just playing different variations of baseball. Now you you do not see Sandlot baseball. Anymore, what you see is kids on three travel teams, and because of that, it becomes such a press, uh, a pressure cooker that you know you you look down into the dugout, you see four kids crying, and they're eight years old. You see, you see, you know, we always call them uh, dumbass dads like screaming at a kid that double is, D's, yeah, exactly. It's like, mm. I mean, what are we doing? You know, what are we possibly doing? Get and we started uh,
2: here. But I mean, like. but
0: honestly, like, I mean, if you're a kid and you have that experience, like, and I mean, we've Shirts all been coming around off kids. Up, I go. know, right?
2: You're talking about youth baseball and that <laughs> yeah. stuff. I'm like, okay, guns are coming out. Uh, Drink down.
0: Yeah, so I mean, so that's a problem because like a lot of kids, like we deal with these athletes all the time. They get to high school, their parents have gone all in in the sport and they finally look at their parents and they're like, I'm done, I'm He's quitting. Done. yeah done, I want to do it. And the parents are like, well, we've invested all this and I mean, it's just like, it in sports, I think, we want everyone, like what I tell my kids, like I just want you to understand the process to be good at something but at the end of the day, I mean, your chance of being a professional athlete are like zero. Like, however, like you got to, understand what it takes to be a good athlete and I mean this is what he expected of you but then like I don't know I feel like we are letting our youth down like some of the stuff that you see on a weekend at a baseball field is pure insanity I mean like
2: (sighs) oh as soon as you start talking about this okay so I 100% agree and that is actually part of what was in my proposal to Little League and it was to I feel like and so I know people who have travel teams, you know, owners of organizations, and I very much respect them. They're good people. I feel like in all of youth sports, it has gone into this totally different model of youth sports than Any kid would really probably want and if you polled most of the kids in the dugout and on multiple travel teams and uh, you know just running themselves to the ground would they prefer a pickup game or would they prefer this super stressful hundreds of parents watching them they for sure and I've actually done this I've polled and a hundred percent of the kids said they would rather play the sandlot baseball and so In the proposal, it was to, well, I won't talk about the proposal, but I'm going to talk about sand law and youth sports for a little bit. A lot of it also has to do with, you know, the coaching and the winning and what's appropriate and... Uh, the stress on the kids. the kids already have so much stuff going on in their lives and their school and you know uh, anxiety and everything over the social past couple media. of years. social media, my gosh, I'm so glad we didn't grow up with social media. Yeah. I feel so sorry for kids. It is so tough. and then they go to play a sport that they're really excited about playing and they're having coaches yell at them and yell out cues or you know directions while they're at bat or they say what they did wrong, stay inside. back everybody stay back. you know honestly and i actually just recently on twitter i put up something that nobody responded to but whatever you know hey i said i just for the the games this coming weekend i want you to pick one kid and for 60 seconds just count how many things are getting shouted at him
0: keep your eye on the ball
2: Honestly, do it. It's like 40 things. I actually counted. I had like one of those little clickers and it was, uh, it was obnoxious. And think about these kids, they're young. They're not, you know, from a brain and cognitive uh, standpoint, if they're in, it's already bad enough that they're in front of all of their friends and then their parents, and the family, and then the parents of their friends, and the other team, that's already stress enough. To then add that with the yelling from the coaches, and the need to win, it's so stressful. And I feel like, hey, I, I, I want to be part of that driving change that is bringing it back to the pickup games because that's where the kids, in my opinion, as Sonny <laughs> got a little sunny, your future's bright. Uh, that's where the kids are excelling and that's where they're getting the things that they need. I read it while I was putting together the proposal for Little League. I don't, uh, I should probably, this is one thing that has kind of held me back for a long time, I, tangent. This is a tangent. tangent. I'm not one of those people, boom, boom, boom. I know, right? Time me. I got 60 seconds. Go. I am not one of those people who has really ever remembered really little details. I can hear them a thousand times. I can do them a thousand times. But if you were to go up in a debate, I would lose every time. But I can, I think of things big picture, global. And because of that ability of where I don't remember things, I haven't done what I do now. But now, and I forgot what I was going to say, but I'll just keep talking, and maybe I'll come back to it. <laughs> take a take a breath here, Tracy.
0: <gasps> Everybody <gasps> just calm down for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, chill out.
2: We're going to ohm for we a second. need a tranquilizer
1: some- dart. <laughs> Am I having a stroke until the lights start <laughs> right? if you're not watching on the youtube i told time? i told mickey towards the end here that we we're going to put a, a golf course on i didn't realize the lights were going to come on but we have a bet so we we have a nine hole uh, a bet here at the end that i've got to beat him in golf and so anyway just continue going so is this like closing
2: time should we be singing the lights come on and kind of yeah. yes all right yeah. so yeah. i'll, I'll sum it up okay sum it up uh Basically, we need to bring the youth sports back to more fun. It's the the skill acquisition. Kids are going to pick it up when they're having fun, not when they're stressed out. Not it's not the right time in a game. And uh, yeah, I can I could do whole long long talks about youth How baseball. How about this?
1: Let's make youth sports fun again.
2: Let's. Uh, oh, right. Nice. No, yeah, but true. Right. But like, honestly, legitimately, yeah. legitimately it doesn't we, matter what we're playing. We did a Sandlot with my kids this. Uh, this this past summer my kids had played you know little league and whatnot and we said nope you can't play a organized sport but we're gonna do a pickup game and there were like 50 or 60 kids who played and they I think all the parents I talked to said it was the most fun their kid has had in a youth baseball game in their entire youth and they they would choose that over the organized travel Mm -hmm. and uh, that should tell you something and it was fun you know the parents would get up to bat and hit and the kids you know back up it's like oh dad's up back up <laughs> and some of the dads were relentless put it in
1: his ear hole <laughs> yeah. oh my god
2: so yeah i love it tangent well, done
1: all right one last plug for the book we okay. uh, it's not published yet but it's close Yep. uh where will we be able to find it and uh are, can we put a hard date on you i mean come on
2: well this is where i get to drop i'm um, speaking at catcher Ch- in two weeks three weeks so I'm, I'm actually self-publishing because that was the one the quickest way so most likely amazon mm-hmm. my website i don't really know what else i have somebody who's a what's your website uh amplified movement.com <laughs> eventually shit about movement will be up and we'll have the book that's registered uh, but i'm aiming to have the book done before i speak at this conference in a few weeks so hopefully at least an uh, e-version will be done very soon
1: Beautiful. Got and that, then uh, Mobility Chick on Instagram and Twitter.
2: Mobility Chick, yep. Follow uh, me.
1: That'd be great. It's, Thank you, you. You put some great content out there. Appreciate as I you. was prepping for this, yep, we were going through like, Let's awesome see what stuff. questions
2: we can ask her. Scroll or Instagram?
1: <laughs> <laughs> DM her Instagram? DM her for Footbix, right? I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> we I think talking. you
0: also have a pipe dream of having like a provider <laughs> network too, right? So to where Ooh, you yeah. could...
2: Yeah, so I there's a ton of baseball players, high level, that might be may, might be in a contract year, who may have just some things, tweaks, stuff going on in their body, but they kinda don't wanna tell their team, or they may not even wanna tell their agent, because that may, might impact what type of contract, or trade, or whatever, it might impact that. So I put together this thing called CCC, and it's either uh, Confidential Care Concierge, or something like that, One, those three words in some order, where you can come to me, and I will keep your Uh, identity, completely private, and I have a network of pro-providers. They are all providers who have worked with every uh, organization, for every uh, sport, you know, MLB, NFL, all that, and the person comes to me, says, hey, these are my issues, and then I reach out to my little secret provider network and we create or we provide concierge care so it's out of pocket doesn't go in through insurance uh nobody knows about it identities are completely secret and it will always be i'm i'm like a freaking vault you won't be able to get any names out of me and my providers are ones who i very very much trust who will also provide the best level of care uh secretly you know confidentially to be able to have that client either return to play or just be better at whatever whatever it is that he does and i've got orthopedic surgeons uh i've got uh trainers uh chiropractors physical therapists uh, the, from all uh pro sports so yeah that's that's something Love that it. i just launched
1: beautiful I was obviously right. joking about the feed pics don't be a weirdo and DM oh, or like other people. Oh, come yeah. on like, I- that is insane <laughs> that it is, is disgusting. disgusting social media is just a dirt ball man oh man so anyway, Tracy, anyway. it's been great getting to know you uh, it's been great uh, Brett's told me some awesome things I'm really excited for the book I can't wait to, to read it I'm gonna skip his chapter because he's probably gonna make me edit it anyway so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna skip that one but uh, the other ones I can't wait for and uh, keep trying to change the world I mean you are on an absolute crusade and I can feel it here and uh, uh anything we could do to help you uh, we're, we're here for it so uh, the last call is to go go to amp- yeah, I'm sorry what's your website one more time
2: amplifiedmovement.com amplifiedmovement.com t- if you just google mobility chick
1: yep I come up Instagram Twitter her. she puts some great content out there and uh, I appreciate you being here and for being on the podcast
2: I am so grateful to be a part of this thank you both oh, for yeah. having me it's been a great weekend and uh, I can't wait to do this again or see what's next so All thank right.
1: you Mickey let's go boy I'm gonna whoop you all right. Thank you guys. Good luck with patience and uh, check this chick out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Assault Education Show. Uh, if you liked it, share it. Subscribe to it, uh, send it to your friends, send it to someone that needs to hear this message. Uh, We really want everyone to be able to to tune in and and get the the best clinical advice that they can, which uh, we're hoping that we're giving to you with these special guests. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Or if you have any suggestions on upcoming uh, conversations, let us know. Uh, For a list of our upcoming courses, we're adding them all the dang time. So go to gestaltedu.com, click on courses, and they'll all be right there for you. All right, have a good day.